Welcome on into another edition of Spike Sports Show. Not live on location this week, but we are coming to you from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. We'll be back with that next week. We're not going to make the coaches' kids come out on Labor Day. I hope they're relaxed and chilling. But I do got a great interview with Coach McIntyre talking about Mount Pleasant's big win over Midland on Friday night. I've also got an interview with Coach Gross talking about their big win over rival McBain on Friday night. That's what's coming up on this edition of Spock Sports Show. Next week, we'll be back live on location. Chris Bachman okay. coming to you not live. This actually was recorded on Friday night after the big win. Mount Pleasant besting Midland 51-29. I have got Jason McIntyre on the horn, who's I think finishing up his athletic director duties. Do you got the lights off there? Not yet. Not yet. We still got him on. We're cleaning the stadium. Well, I'm not saying we, I shouldn't say, but we got people cleaning the stadium, and we're trying to get everybody out. Big night, big crowd, big game, a lot of fun. Yeah, one of those nights, you know, you always want to get home, be with the family, but probably feels pretty good sticking around there after that 51-29 victory over Midland. Absolutely. You know, anytime you can get a Valley win is a big one, but especially against a quality opponent like Midland, tons of respect for them. Kids play so hard and are tough, and it's always a big game for us every year. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's exciting. One of the things I talked about in the pregame is not only do these kids know each other very well, but these coaches know each other very well. For those who don't know, how, how do you and Eric Metner go back? Oh, man, Eric and I go way back. You know, uh, Coach Metner, he actually hired me for my first coaching job in 1996 in uh, Coleman High School, and uh, we're good friends, and, and uh, we're very both very competitive. We, we played a lot of uh, played some sports together, some softball together. So, um, you know, when we're not playing each other, we like to talk about football and things, but Obviously, I'm sure he's frustrated with the night because he's a competitor like me. and um, So these games are always big for both of us. Yeah, I want to ask you about a few individuals, but knowing you, you big team guy, I think I'm going to start talking about the offensive line and the performance that they had, whether it was Humphrey, whether it was uh, Newbecker running the ball towards the end, or Barota Chuck Sum, who's also an excellent lead blocker. Your offensive line performed great tonight. And a lot of juniors out there, just the one senior, you got to be good, at, pretty impressed. Yeah, I mean, we we we, got, we just got to continue to get better there, and and this is a big night. You know, Midland's so aggressive on defense, and they come at you so hard. And we talked about it all week. Um, and and I really, I'm I'm really proud. You know, um, you know, we've got leaders like Cal and AJ who are juniors that played last year. Um, but then you know we got guys that had to step up. You know, Brennan Bunker at center, and and uh, Bailey Wreckers a senior at left tackle. We just you know, and and so yeah, I'm I'm super super happy with that. You know, I never want to give the linemen you know, a, a full pass until I watch film, you know, that's how coaches go. But, um, but obviously we were able to run the ball uh, when we needed to. And that was big tonight. I, I think we were so balanced tonight. I, I think Logan Brochuk played really well tonight. I mean, he'd like, like any quarterback, you'd like to have a couple plays back, but um, you know, for a junior in a high, high intense environment, I thought he got rid of the ball really quick on, on, on the money to a lot of guys and then let, let his playmakers make plays. Yeah, the, his arm strength that he has, you know, a lot of teams want to spread you out and throw those bubble screens, those jet screens, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But you got to have the arm to do it. And, boy, he made it look good when he was throwing it out real quick to Humphrey or real quick to Scooter Polk. And on, in particular, there was that one play that Max Humphrey caught, and he took it uh, out of the backfield. I think it was 55 yards or so for a touchdown. And it was one of those, it, it seems like it's an easy throw for Barotichuk, but he's got to put that in the exact right spot so Max Humphrey can catch that ball turning upfield. Does that make sense when I say that? Absolutely. That's one of the hardest throws to make as a quarterback is that flare because you're throwing it laterally and to a guy who's kind of moving forward. And like you said, if you throw it up behind him, it slows him down and the defense is able to pursue and get there. So those throws are tough, and he made a great one, and, and Max did his thing. I mean, Max is, 
Max is a special player. Anybody who's had a football game already knows that. I can't say that enough, but he's got a different kind of speed, and uh, he's a hard guy to defend. Yeah, Brett Heibel uh, gave him the nickname Mr. Legit, and so I think that's what I'm going to be calling him for the rest of the year. And, you know, something you and I always talk about, and you're a football coach, and I think you preach the multi-sport athlete thing. This is a kid who didn't play football until he was a sophomore. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Max is a tremendous athlete. Just one of the, you know, that's what I love about coaching high school. I just love, like, I mean, you, don't, you don't have to specialize. You don't have to pick your sport. You don't have, just go out and enjoy competing and representing your school, and Max is a perfect example of that, you know. He's going to college to play baseball. He's a great baseball player, but um, he's having a lot of fun beating us football and, and the emotional part of the game and all that. He just soaks all that up, and, and it's fun to watch, and um, I'm really happy that he's had some success. Yeah, you, I could see him actually even lead the team still after the game. You guys always do the thing where you thank the crowd, and he actually said, whoa, whoa, everybody, wait, wait, wait. we got to wait till everybody's here to line up and kind of made sure that went all right. I thought that was kind of cool. And Tyler Hutchins went out with the ankle, ankle injury. Hopefully that's just a twisted ankle. But he was actually the the uh, Kevin Clare logging lumberjack of the game. We got the J&J Auto Collision Report. Man, he was making some hard hits in that first half before he went out. Yeah, you know, our safeties had to play really well tonight against that running game at Midland. And, you know, Tyler's a returner. He's only a junior, but a returner um, in the defensive backfield. And, you know, he came in and, and relieved Max, had a big physical run for a touchdown that was really big in the game. And he's just a tough kid. We, we sure hope he heals up quick because um, he, he's a big part of what we do. And he had to be pretty impressed. I, I'm going I'm to lose the name of the kicker who came in to replace him. And obviously, oh, man, you, you had to win. awesome or what? Yeah. I mean, that's just awesome. I mean, you got you – got, uh, you know, your, your kicker goes down and, 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 and Connor McBride uh, was a soccer player came out. This is first year of playing football as a senior fast playing a little defensive back for us, but backup kicker. And, and he's got, he's a good kicker, you know, but obviously Tyler's our guy, but, um, but, you know, I called for field goal and, you know, I'll be you know, nothing against Connor. I, I trust him, but I wasn't really thinking about the fact that Tyler was out, you know, and <laughs> Connor ran out there and was like, Oh man. And, and I'm like, but man, I knew he could do it. I've seen him do it in practice, man. He, he, he nailed that thing. That was awesome. Yeah, but not, is there anything that, you know, I got one more player I want to ask you about, but I'm going to say, is there anything that stood out to you tonight, kind of opened the floor to you? And I just, you know, I, I think it was just a all-around team win, you know, and our playmakers had to make plays, and they did, right? Like Scooter did, and Max did, and, and um, I thought Logan played really well, and our offensive line, all those things. And, and then defensively, we, we got stops from you, and, and we, you know, John Johnny Rubio had a huge hit on a kickoff that caused a fumble. That was huge yep. in the game. And then Scooter stripped that quarterback going in to score on like the three yard line. I mean, that's a, that's a huge play in the game. So those little things like that made a big difference. Yeah, you made me want to touch on Scooter a little bit more. I think a lot of people think about him, you know, as an offensive athlete. But what he does defensively, I feel like he's pretty much going to lock one side of the field down for you as a cornerback. And then, too, they, they had the big bruiser running back, uh, Coffee. He had that big run down the field, and I really like what Scooter Polk did. Scooter Polk's probably given up 30, 40 pounds to that guy. He waited till he had the right angle where he knew he was going to bring him down himself. It's just a really high intelligence tackle, I felt like. Yeah, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that one. You know, we, we, we pride ourselves. I sh- actually show kids a film about the effort it takes to finish a play, and um, I, I don't know if that was the drive where he later fumbled, but uh, you know, they got that ball deep in our territory, and we chased him down and didn't give up, and then you get the fumble a couple plays later. That's, that's the kind of stuff that makes a difference in a football program. Yeah, but I know that's the stuff you're probably most proud of as well. And then there was a youngster, I said, uh, in the, you know, we were doing our, like, several preseason interviews with our local teams. I said, is there anybody, like, a new guy out there, somebody that worked hard offseason, I might be able to hear their name, and he said, Caleb Newbecker. 
Caleb Newbecker's worked yep. really hard this offseason, and talk about Hutchins going down. He kind of turned into your backup running back, and if you didn't know what you had, oh, boy, you know something now. He looked good. Yeah, we, we knew it all along, and, and we actually need to keep getting Caleb more touches, and it's harder when you got number 10 in the backfield, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, Caleb, Caleb's done a great job for us. I've been so impressed with his work effort. And, um, and yeah, so he, he, uh, he came up really big for us and helped us ice the game down the stretch. Yep, and I, I think uh, uh, Max got a little bit of bruise maybe on the thigh or whatever, taking a helmet or something. So, he, I mean, he was fine, but you could tell he was a little slowed up. And so allowing, you know, Newbecker to get in there, and boy, he, he closed the door on Midland too. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, that was cool to see. Yep, Cadillac coming up for you guys next week. What do you, what do you expect in there? Well, they played Midland tough last week. So um, it was a close game, and they've got a couple of really good players. And so. Uh, we got to heal up. We're just physically exhausted and beat up in this game. We talked about a couple of the injuries, and uh, we just needed a couple of days just to enjoy this win and heal up. So we'll just regroup on Monday and find out how everybody's doing, watch the film, get better, and then we'll turn our attention to Cadillac and, and what it takes to beat them. All right, Coach Mack, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. And then st- starting next Monday, we'll be live again. Make sure you come out and join me. And as that school year goes on, you know, bring more and more Mount Pleasant athletes with you. I'll, I'll say it here, no offense to any of the other fall sports, but I think everybody knows, you know, football really turns that clock or whatever. And so that's that's going to be our main focus for high school, you know, this fall season. But still want some volleyball, some cross country in there as well. So thanks for everything Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, man. There's some, there's some cool things going on with some of these other sports, so I can't wait to talk about those too. Yep, yep. Thanks so much, Coach McIntyre. Thanks for also being the new AD as well, too. Give you some love for that. And go go get those <laughs> lights off and get home, my man. Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you. Yeah, bye. Another big, big thank you to Coach McIntyre. Take some time to chat with me. When we come back on Spock Sports Show, got that interview with Coach Gross. It's Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios on Puck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Barbary Law is proud to serve clients in Mid Michigan. Ask your insurance company, any prosecutor, judge, and they know the name. He's respected, knowledgeable, and he wins. Barbary Law has won multi million dollar accident claims, is an expert for estate planning, and Michigan's go to divorce lawyer. When you have a legal battle, You need Barbaria Law and his team in your corner. They work here, they live here, and they know us and our courts and will win for you. Great legal representation is right here in Mount Pleasant. Barbaria Law Firm, every case they take, they take personally. My attorney is Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. Welcome back into Spock Sports Show, presented to you from the Barberry Law Firm, Mobile Sports Studios. Proud and honored to be partnered with the Joe Barberry for our high school sports season. One of the big reasons why we're able to bring you all that great coverage. Another shout out to all the kids, all the people helping us with the Gratiot Isabel Technical Education Center to bring you that video coverage. If you didn't check it out, oh boy, go to facebook.com slash my1043 or buck923. Go check out that game Friday night and some of those long, long touchdowns from Mr. Legit Max Humphrey. All right, here with Coach Gross from Beale City to talk about their big win Friday night over McBain. Chris Bachman here with Coach Gross again. This was recorded on Friday night after their big win over McBain, and we weren't there for that one. We were covering Midland, Mount Pleasant, another big game in the area. So t- tell us about this victory over McBain, and just like Mount Pleasant, anytime you beat those Ramblers, you're always really happy. Oh, we're very happy. I mean, we uh, we, we played a McBain is a very always very big physical football team, and uh, 
we played much more physical all game this time of, than we did last week, and it was one of our big goals that we were working on to play play really physical, and uh, I think we did that tonight, and it showed on the scoreboard. And now as far as stats go, I don't know if you've got anything in front of you. I'm just getting some stuff from uh, Rick Smith as well. He does a great job doing that for you guys. Anybody that stood out offensively for you guys? Well, I mean, we kind of gave it to everybody. I mean, uh, Drew Block had a really good game as a sophomore. Uh, he ran the ball really hard on some of our sweeps. And, uh, I mean, Caden Smith had a touchdown. And, I mean, we just we got so many guys that we can give the ball to that I don't think any one guy necessarily stood out. But, uh, yeah, we had, I mean, we had a whole bunch of guys. We had, what, three different guys score touchdowns. Carter Fussman caught a couple two-point conversions, I think I remember. So, we spread the ball around. That's what makes that's what makes us tough to defend. And putting thirty on the board, we talked about in the last uh, Spock Sports Show the growth that we saw from Jack Fussman first half, second half versus Ravenna. Looked like he's continued to impress you in this one. Oh yeah, Jack. Still, I mean, again, he's still getting better every week, and uh, he made the right reads. I mean, he made it. He made one. We had one interception where we kind of made a bad read again, but uh, I mean, everything else, he was making the right reads. He ran the ball really tough, and again, McVeigh is huge and very physical, and he ran the ball a few times for some success too. So. You know, he, he'll get better and better every week, and that's all we want that's All we want our team to do. And now defensively, who stood out for you guys? Bennett Gildy played really well uh, right. in the interior. Um, he's a junior that, uh, I mean, he can play linebacker. He played the end, and uh, he, he played really well for us. I know he was in there. And our actually our whole D-line did a really good job this week of staying low and, uh, you know, taking care of those big guys up front. Yeah, Bennett Gildy was somebody who I feel like – I didn't really call his name a ton a lot in the regular season last year, but as the playoffs came on, I believe it was that Carson City game, he just had a few big hits out there. Did you guys, is he, was he playing defensive end again for you guys tonight? Uh, he play, it depended. We were in a couple different defenses, so he was either playing defensive end or he was playing linebacker, and oh. we, we flipped on and off. So he played kind of almost half and half. First half, we were in one defense where he was playing linebacker. Second half, he was uh, pretty much playing defensive end. So, um, it, it, like I say, we – he he's did a I think he did a really good job for us and uh he stood out every time I looked out there it seems like he was around the football making a play. What's it like as for you as a coach defensively knowing you've got a player that you can kind of pretty much plug and play him almost anywhere? What's what's that allow you to do defensively? Well, it allows us to be versatile. I mean, it allows us to adjust um as the game goes on and we do a good job of our defensive coordinator Dan Martin does a great job of doing that all week so we know we can move guys in different spots and we have that we usually have one or two guys that can play two or three different spots on defense so that it allows us to have that versatility gotcha and you guys got Houghton Lake coming up next week you know kind of again a, a new conference opponent as you get used to things but probably a lot of the kids familiar with each other's schools not too far away what are you expecting from them I'm not gonna lie to you I have no idea <laughs> I haven't watched a lick of film on them I was concentrating on McBain this week and I just got home, so I'm sure tonight, if I feel up to it, or tomorrow morning, I'll dive into Houghton Lake, and I'll I, I'll know more than I have no idea. Like I said, I have no idea. I know they lost their first game. I'm pretty sure. All right, all but right. Other than that, I have no idea. And like I said, that's another one you have no idea because what is this the second year they're in the the Highland Conference? Uh, the second or third? I yeah. can't remember how many years it is, but. Two or three years. Yep. So, yeah, McBain, you know the program they're running. You know what they're going to do. Except you get one of those new schools in the conference. takes a few years to kind of get what gears they're doing, I'll say. And I want to go back again to the, the cramp back, I will say, once again. I don't know if you saw it, but Ravana 
had a huge win this week. They beat Montague. Did you see that, Coach? Uh, I did see that, and I was. I told the kids tonight. I said, you know, McBain lost to Kingsley, who we think is a really good football team when we went and watched them, and I think McBain's a good football team. And then we got better and beat. We've beaten two. I feel really good football teams. I think. I mean. McBain's D8 this year. Yep. So I believe we're going to see I, – I mean, they might be in our district. They might be round one of the playoffs. I really believe that. Or might, you know, or round two or whatever if we get there. And uh, Ravenna, 14-7 to seven over Montague. Montague is a team that their traditional powerhouse been in – I mean, they won the state title how many years ago. So, yep. they, you know, well, I think they won. Yeah, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good win. And I, I still say, I mean, that Hogan kid is still mm-hmm. – I think you said it on your broadcast. That kid's an all-state football player. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he is an unbelievable quarterback. He was an unbelievable safety as well. And to, to put a little bit more light on this, Montague, you wonder, well, maybe they're down this year. Da, 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 da. And week one, they beat a Division Four Spring Lake team 20-17. to 17, And they've usually got a big program. So, like I said, it's one of those playoff points-wise, Ravenna's probably going to continue to be highly ranked in that Division Seven, And that's just got to make you smile a little bit. You schedule those tough games at the beginning of the season, at the end of the season, to hopefully garner those playoff points and look like it might be working out with Ravenna. Yeah, well, I mean, I have always said this. I don't want to play – we want to play good football teams. And it's getting hard – I mean, some of it's getting harder and harder to do when you're a Division Eight team. So you're either going to have to play Division Seven and Division Eight teams because you, you know, the Division Six, five, five and Six teams don't want to play you because it doesn't do them any good for playoff points wise. But so you look for the best Division Seven Eight teams you can get, and you know you try to play those teams. It makes you it makes your football team better. Yeah, and just kind of a, your opinion on this one. Like I said, you you now get so many more playoff points for playing up, and so teams, yeah, like I said. D7, D6, they don't necessarily want to play that Division 8 team, but I think there needs to be a little bit more emphasis on you play that Division 8 team that's Beale City that's going 8-1 and one or 7-2 and two and 9-0. and oh. You think there needs to be a little bit more playoff points going that way? Well, I think that would help things out. I mean, if you're a, you know, if you're ranked really high, I don't know if it's necessarily the rankings, but if you're, if you're an 8-1 and one Division 8 team and you play that team and you're a Division 6 or, you know, 5 team, I think you should get more playoff points based off a record, you know. But, again, that's for the people smarter than me to figure out, I guess. But uh, uh, but I do think it would help for scheduling purposes. Yeah, and, I, and I will point this out. My uh, I'm a dork when it comes to the football. I did the math, and I remember there was 13 teams last year that had a losing record that normally would not have made the playoffs. 12 of those 13 teams lost in their opening playoff game. And so I think it's one of those, you know, obviously you want to change some things so schools do schedule the more local schools and whatnot. But I always thought that six wins and in was kind of an important thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll get back to that. But like I said, that, that's something I noticed and, you know, something to pay attention to going forward. But start of this conversation talking playoff points, you guys are going to be in good shape because of that Montague victory. Well, yeah, it'll definitely help us for sure. Yeah. All right, Co- uh, Coach Gross, thanks so much for chatting with me, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Chris. Another big, big thank you to Coach Groves. Coach McIntyre takes some time to chat with me. We'll be catching up with more of our coaches, more of our players, more sports coming up in Spock Sports. We'll be back live on location next week. Same place, same time, Buck 92 at 7 o'clock on Monday. You can find the Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. See you next week. Hear you next week. Be with you next week. It is Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law Firm coming to you live from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios on Buck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too.
Hi, this is Joe Barber. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the Central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too.